It's been a little while since we've talked about an outright conspiracy theory, Mike. Well, you mean like that time when you had to convince me that your country didn't trick the entire world about landing on the moon? Come on, I thought I cleared that up with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, you NASA puppet. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're all about. Well, today we're going to cover another pretty, pretty common theory, more common than I thought. I think that people will talk about. We're going to talk about chemtrails. Oh, okay. So we've all had this experience, right? You step outside, a beautiful, clear day. You take a breath of fresh air. You look up to the blue sky. You see a plane flying across your field of view, leaving a set of white trails behind it. You know, Stephen, right, that those trails, the chemicals being spewed into our atmosphere, right? You know this, that they are there to modify weather and our own thoughts and our entire lives. Whoa, let's just take a step back here before we lose you to this forever. All right, so let's see. Let's see about this. Chemtrail conspiracy theories started popping up in the mid-90s after the United States Air Force published a research paper about weather modification techniques. This included the concept of cloud seeding. So cloud seeding uses substances like silver iodide, potassium iodide, and dry ice in an attempt to alter or even create clouds in our atmosphere to increase rain or snowfall. This is like a whole topic that we should probably dive into at some point on the show. But to make a long story short, it's a practice like around the world, but it's actually banned by many countries if used for hostile purposes. Cloud seeding got wrapped up into the chemtrail conspiracy theory because some people claim that the governments of the world manipulate the weather in order to battle global warming, control population growth, test military weapons, and more. I can see why. I can see why that would upset people. Yeah. If you see these trails across the sky and you think they're being put there by the government for nefarious reasons, you're, you're just going to have a bad day. Ah, so you are a believer. No, not quite. Let's dig in a little bit more. As this began to take hold in the mid-90s, federal officials were flooded with angry calls and letters after Arthur Bell spoke about chemtrails on his paranormal-themed radio program. The federal government fired back in the early 2000s. The Environmental Protection Agency the Federal Aviation Administration, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, and NASA published reports saying that these theories simply were not correct. And these publications are actually updated as recently as 2015. They keep coming back to it. Around the same time, the Air Force addressed the original paper at the center of this whole controversy. This paper was named Weather as a Force Multiplier, Owning the Weather in 2025. Wow, what a title. <laughs> Why would you title it like this? Owning the Weather. <laughs> own it. You're going to own that weather. The paper was presented as a future strategic weather modification system for the purpose of maintaining the United States military dominance in the year 2025 and identified as fictional representations of future situations and scenarios. Now, as somebody who is not from the United States of America, do you see when you see something like this about why people have problems with the United States of America sometimes? <laughs> oh, yeah. This is not paying us in a good light. <laughs> okay, good. However, the Air Force once again said that it was not conducting weather modification experiments. So you, I guess you could see why this would be dangerous, right? So if you're fighting a war and you want to seed a bunch of clouds and then flood the enemy's land, or maybe you want to create like uh, dry spells so their crops die off. Like you could see how this could be weaponized. Well, it's just like straight up like poison, right? Yeah. You know, there's, there's bad things, very, very bad things you could yeah. do. 
Of course, this uh, addressing by the Air Force, it didn't do much to change the minds of those convinced that the government was out to get them. So what are these trails that we see across the sky then? How do we know that it's not a form of population control or weapons testing? Let's find out after the break. Make your next move for Squarespace. They let you easily create a website for your next idea or project. You can grab a unique domain name, customize beautiful award-winning templates, and so much more to give you the home for your next project online. Whether you want to create a store, a blog, a site for your business, a site for an event, or just about any type of website at all, Squarespace has all of the tools that you're going to need. There's nothing to install or patch or upgrade. They're an all-in-one platform that does it for you, and they even have 24-7 support behind it all to back everything up. You can sign up for a free trial right now go to squarespace.com slash and when you sign up for a plan just use the code ungenius for 10 percent off squarespace plans start at 12 dollars a month but you can get that 10 percent off when you use the code ungenius to check out squarespace make your next move make your next website so the trails we see streaming behind a jet are actually called contrails they are produced by aircraft engines and changes in air pressure They're actually primarily formed of ice crystals and sulfur compounds found in the exhaust of jet engines. Depending on the temperature and humidity at the altitude of the contrails, they may be visible up to several hours as they slowly spread apart. These more persistent contrails make the sky look more cloudy than it would be otherwise and are sometimes called cirrus aviaticus. (laughs) I like that. That's Mm -hmm. pretty good. A 2013 study supported by NASA, as well as scientific bodies in Germany and Canada, determined that biofuels could reduce contrails as jet engines burning biofuel dump smaller amounts of pollutants into the atmosphere. Another factor in contrail creation is the vortexes that are created at the wingtips of an aircraft. The reduction in pressure and temperature across each vortex can help create contrails, especially in humid areas. Now, we're not saying contrails are completely harmless. There is some evidence that they could be contributing to climate change. Of course, this isn't going to help ease the minds of some people who do believe that these trails are more than mere water vapor and jet exhaust. Proponents characterize contrails as streams that persist for hours and that with their crisscross grid-like or parallel stripe patterns, eventually blend to form large clouds that can rain down any sort of chemical the government wants to use. This unfortunately, has a seed of truth. Contrails between 25,000 and 40,000 feet, this is 7,500 to 12,200 meters, can often merge into an almost solid interlaced sheet. But they don't contain chemicals designed to control us or alter our lives, right? Right. That's good. It's good to know. Photographs of barrels installed in the passenger space of an aircraft for flight test purposes have been claimed to be dispersion systems for these chemicals. However, the actual purpose of these barrels is to help simulate the weight of passengers while developing an aircraft. Water can be pumped from barrel to barrel for testing, but these are closed-loop systems. Nothing is leaving the aircraft. In 2007, a Louisiana television station report measured the air under contrails, which contained unsafe levels of barium at 6.8 parts per million, three times the U.S. nationally recommended limit. However, it was later discovered that this equipment had actually been misused, making the reading 100 times stronger than the actual meaning. That's, uh, that's rough. <laughs> yes. You got to read yes. the fine print when, you, when you're measuring barium. Definitely. In May 2014, a viral video showed a commercial passenger airplane landing on a foggy night 
which was described as emitting chemtrails. Discovery News, while reporting on this, pointed out that passengers sitting behind the wings would clearly see anything being sprayed, and that the purported chemical emission was just normal air disruption caused by the wings just visible due to the fog. In October of the same year, Chris Bovey filmed a video of a plane dumping fuel on a flight from Buenos Aires to London, coming to visit you, I guess. Uh, they had to lighten its, its load for an emergency landing, so they didn't actually make it to you. I'm sorry. The clip went viral on Facebook, as these things do, with over 3 million views and more than 52,000 shares, all cited as evidence of chemtrails. When he disclosed that he had posted the video of the fuel dump as a prank, he received threats from several chemtrail believers. Oh dear. Uh, I guess that's not super hard to believe, though, as chemtrail conspiracy theorists often describe their experience as being akin to a religious conversion. These people believe that everyone on the planet, every single one of us, is under attack from these government planes, and they often display anger and sadness over the subject. A 2011 study of people from the US, Canada, and the UK found that 2.6% of the sample believed in the conspiracy theory entirely, and 14% believed in it somewhat. That's higher than I thought it would be. The second number. The first number I can get. The second number. But it's one of those things, though, where I feel like with a lot of these conspiracy theories that you start to hear some stuff about it and you're like, I mean, yeah, worse things have happened. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so. Like, hmm. I think that's what it is, right? This like somewhat where yeah. people like they're not freaking out about it, but it's like, sure, it could happen. The 2016 Cooperative Congressional Election Study showed that 9% of 36,000 respondents believe that it was completely true that the government has a secret program to use airplanes to disperse harmful chemicals into the air, while a further 19% believe that it was somewhat true. That's worse. That is worse. In 2005, Elliot Morley, a Minister of State for the Department for Environment, Food and Rural Affairs here in the United Kingdom, was asked what research the department had undertaken into the polluting effects of chemtrails for aircraft. He responded that the department is not researching chemtrails from aircrafts as they are not scientifically recognized phenomena and that work was being conducted to understand, quote, how contrails are formed and what effects they have on the atmosphere. A 2016 survey of atmospheric scientists concluded that 76 out of 77, which is 98.7% of scientists that took part in this study, said there was no evidence of a secret large-scale atmospheric program and that the data cited as evidence could be explained through other factors, such as typical contrail formation. But if the governments of the world were behind this, that's exactly what scientists would be told to say, wouldn't they? No. Hmm? Hmm? <laughs> no. Hmm? I'd like to thank David for sending in this topic. If you want to learn more about chemtrails, just uh, head over to our website, relay.fm slash ungenius slash 64. We have some links to some articles about chemtrails, contrails, and cloud seeding. While you're there, you can get in touch with us via email. You can send us a, a, so, a show suggestion that way, or you can do it over on Twitter. You can follow Mike as I-M-Y-K-E, and you can find me there as I-S-M-H. And until the next time we breathe in some of that sweet barium, Mike, say goodbye. Keep watching the skies, everybody. Bye-bye. Adios.